Hello and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer, Susan Slusser, and today we're talking to Jose Canseco, the former A's all-star and 40-40 man. He'll talk to us about his thoughts on baseball restarting. He has some strong words about Commissioner Rob Manfred, but first we started off talking about Jose's latest business venture. It's been a, a while since we've chatted, I think maybe since, um, you know, one of those reunion years. What, what have you been doing with yourself during the quarantine and all of the coronavirus shutdown? I know you've been busy. You've got a new product. Tell us about it. Well, the new product's been in the making for about five years, believe it or not. And uh, it's called the PX4040. It's short for Power Extender 4040. And what I do is I teach the art of power hitting. So I was trying to figure out how I could create some type of teaching tool that would help kids really maximize their extension to the ball, their rotation, compression, and, and lift. So I created this, this actually looks like an arm guard that you put on either arm, if you're right-handed, you put on your left arm, if you're left-handed, you put on your right arm. And basically, with the bungee cord system, the way it's structured, it helps you extend that arm directly to the ball every single time. So it corrects your swing every single time. Not only that, it accelerates your swing through the zone also. So when you apply both hands, whether it be softball, baseball, or golf, it accelerates the swing, gives you a perfect swing through the ball, then accelerates your swing by about 20%. So it's something you can actually buy, take it right out of the box, put it on as game ready, and boom, it's going to teach you how to hit a softball, baseball, golf ball correctly and consistently, and it's going to accelerate the club through the zone. So if you're kind of one of these novice guys that, you know, especially older, it's for every age bracket, but if you're one of the older guys that, you know, they're always looking for an instant fix. Everybody wants to hit a softball further, you know, a baseball further and a golf ball further. This is it. It's, it's amazing. Also, you have interchangeable bungee cord bands, which controls how much pressure actually comes out and, and, and the velocity. And it's going to come in different colors, and uh, it comes with two different pads inside. You can change the actual texture of of the elbow pad. You have a thicker pad, you have a thinner pad, you have different color cords, different combination of tension cords, and the Velcro itself that attaches to your arm. It's going to come in in, in different colors also. So it's, it's, I think it's going to be a great teaching tool to begin with. But if you actually want to put it on, you buy one, you put it on, you get into the game, you're going to hit the ball further instantly. So, yeah, that's what you call the PX4040. So you see this as, as a practice aid, it, and you could could you actually see people using it in competition, or is it really more for kind of per- perfecting things and gaining strength and working on your swing, golf, baseball, softball, off the field? It's both. It's actually oh, wow. both. You can use that as a training tool, or you can pop it on. You know, if you buy one, you can pop it on right away, and right away you're going to notice a big increase in velocity. And the way you actually you hit the ball, the angle you take to the actual ball. Now you'll be using both arms and both hands will actually be releasing instead of uh, your lead arm and power arm. If your right hand, it will be your left hand. If your left hand, it will be your right hand. Instead of that, that buckling, it's, it, it extends right to the ball. So if you want to put it as it's an actual instant cheat, it's an actual instant fix. I originally created it as a teaching tool for kids and people of all ages, but it kind of evolved into a tool you can put right on right now and get balls further. No, 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 no,
oh my god you know i've been helping guys guys call me now and then whether it be uh you know high school college or minor league level and want to gain more power and the only way to gain more power is to take the right direction to whether it be a you know again again softball baseball golf ball you have to have the right power you have to have, have the right leverage the right angle to the actual ball the correct swing which enables you to release your hands that much faster. So I actually teach that. I don't teach the art of hitting. I teach the art of power hitting, and I hope people don't get confused. The art of hitting and the art of power hitting are two different worlds, like apples and oranges. So basically maximizing the, the leverage and power that, that any player has. Wow. Who did, who did you work with on, on getting a prototype, the design and the prototype? And, uh, and the, yeah, the I, worked, I worked with a company called Davidson, and they um, – about a year and a half, two years, it took a while to get this actually, I actually created a prototype and they kind of redesigned it and now it's ready to go. Um, as we speak right now, I am looking for investors. I've got 25 companies that want to do a licensing deal, believe it or not. I do not want to do a licensing deal. Um, I, I, I think there's, there's greater, much greater money to be made in, a, in just actually mass producing this product. I did get an offer from, from China they want to produce for $15 and we are going to sell in the States for, for 99. So the profit margin is huge. So we're just going to go with that. Wow. Uh, have you talked to any, you know, actual professional baseball players or golfers? Is there interest in that? Or is this really more for amateurs who want to just improve their game? Well, here's the thing. It's for everyone. It's for, it's for every age limit. And what's going to happen, I kind of foresee this happening is that if I put this thing in a professional golfer's hand or a professional baseball player's hand, the first thing they're going to say is we're going to outlaw it. And they're going to say, I'm going to say why they're going to say, well, because it works, it works too good. But the professional market is only maybe half to 1% of of the whole market, the 99% market. And some is going to be for the actual novice who wants to learn how to hit properly, who wants to increase bat speed, increase clubhead speed, who wants to hit the ball further. Wow. Well, I'm looking on the website right now. Everybody can can do so if you have interest. It's px4040. The numbers not spelled out. px4040.com. And the design's right. cool. It looks like something like a um, stormtrooper would wear in Star Wars or something like that. It's very. Uh, it's like the most advanced elbow guard kind of looking thing you've ever seen. So um, yeah, it's also it's also looks pretty wild. I love it. Yeah, it's very cool looking. We have three patents on it. We actually have a international patent we have a u.s patent and we have a medical application patent because i think eventually men medically we can use this as a bionic external piece and i'm also now on my way of creating kind of like bionic knees for individuals who have uh, you know older people like for example i have a bad right knee i haven't had time to really go and have surgery so you would put this kind of bionic knee brace on and the issue is not sitting down. Everybody can sit down. The issue is standing back up. So these bionic knees actually help you stand back up and move laterally. Mm. And, you know, for weekend warriors and people that just, that just want to wear them, that want a, a little bit of help, a little bit of more mobility back, you know, instead of having very expensive surgeries and the, the recovery time, these uh, bionic knees work great. Wow. Jose Canseco, so bus- businessman, that's, uh, that's your new thing. That's that's great. I, I'm going to be interested to see what the reactions are to this, and I, I would love to see a professional right. player of some sort get this in their hands and, and see what they do with it. Well, it's, it's already proven scientifically, proven, technically proven. If you look at the structure of it, it, it works, period. It yeah. does enhance uh, 
you know, the way it's structured with the, with the bungee system, the extension system, and it also keeps you from hyperextending the way the actual module works. But if you really analyze it, the way it's structured, it only does one thing. It corrects core swings, and it accelerates whatever club you're holding in your hand wow. through the actual zone. Wow, that's, I wish you luck with that. And it looks cool as hell. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be interesting. And it looks cool as hell, yeah. Um, now, you're known for your strong opinions. It's one of the, the reason we reporters always always enjoy chatting with you, Jose. Um, baseball's just getting back. Um, training camps are opening up all over the country. What are your thoughts from afar as you're, as you're watching all of this, getting going in the middle of a pandemic? Well, I'm looking foremost as the pandemic, and it looks like for some reason the pandemic is spreading. I, I, I think the major mistake they made from the very beginning, let's talk about sports, is that from the very beginning, they should have mandated people to wear a mask, period. And that would have stopped the spread. For example, I don't know who's running this country. I have no idea who's running sports. But if they just would have said, listen, from, from, from day one, it's mandatory, it's state law, it's federal law to wear these masks, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Why shut down all businesses when these businesses could have been run with people wearing masks? It doesn't make any sense. Again, our government structure is very poor. It's falling apart. Political structure is just completely falling apart. Now, let's talk sports, which I'm an expert at. Sports follow exactly what our federal government or state governments mandate, which, of course, they they fell in line and did the same thing. If, If people... If, if, if people in in control of Major League Baseball would have been a little bit smarter and said, listen, why don't we just, okay, if we're not going to have fans, let's open up the season because as we know, 80% of Major League Baseball's revenue is what? TV. Yeah. Packages. And, of course, they're not educated or smart enough to realize that. I would have said, if I was running Major League Baseball, I said, listen, we're going to play. You know, we're going to wear masks. If you're going to have fans, it's a mandate to wear masks. But at least let's gain the, the, this TV package, TV re- revenues, which are 80 to 90% of what Major League Baseball makes. But they're not smart. You know, I've dealt with Major League Baseball before, and they're not the smartest people. They're not the brightest bulbs in the actual box. You know, they, they're, they're just not. It's the way it is. So they felt and followed what federal government said, what, what, what the state, what, what they mandated, and from the very beginning, <clears throat> if you do the math, I, 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 I'm like a natural in mathematics and common sense. And if you have that, this world would be a lot more easy to live in, believe me. From the very beginning, they knew what the coronavirus was. They knew what the potential of the spread was because they talked about it. Imagine if from day one, they would have mandated, made it a federal law to wear a mask. We wouldn't be where we are right now. Yeah. Just, it certainly would be a lot less. Simple, yeah. Yeah. That's, that simple logic, that simple common sense, that simple mathematical equation, we would not be where we are today. So Major League Baseball now, now some of the players are testing positive. You've got the corona issue. Of course, we are where we are. They already fucked up. They already messed up. They already stuck their foot in the quicksand. They stuck their foot in their mouth like they always do. Our federal government, you know, our, our politicians, again, they're always fighting each other, Democrats and Republicans, who's best, what, what they can do better, trying to, do, trying to outdo each other, left and right, and they always mess up. Forget it. We live, we, live, we live in a very corrupt and unstable system. That's just the way it is until it changes. But now, let's deal with Major League Baseball. 
So now they want to open the seats, and now players, of course, are testing them. Now a lot of players are testing positive for the coronavirus. So how do you play it out now? I, I, I guess Manfred, he's a fool, to be honest with you. He doesn't know what, he, what he's doing either. Now he's instigating a 60. He's, he's actually saying he, now he's mandating a 60-game season with spring training and so forth. But now players are testing positive. Yeah. It was coronavirus, which has delayed some spring trainings. Now spring trainings are being separated, pitchers in one spot, you know, position players in another. And it, the whole thing doesn't make any sense to me. They should not play this year. They already messed up so bad. It's ridiculous. But, again, you can't talk common sense, logic, and math to idiots. That's just the way it, it just does not work. And, yeah. you, know, you know, I'm about, I'm about telling the truth the way it is. Yeah, that's so, yeah, that's again really, one of the reasons we, we we love talking to you. And you you've had your differences with Major League Baseball over the years. I know you feel like right. you've you were kind of blackballed in the in the wake of the steroid scandal and your book Juiced, which has never really made sense to me because you actually opened kind of drew back the curtain on the steroid era, and they've right. they've kind of resented you for it. It seems like um, even while others who uh, very clearly have been connected with steroids and multiple times have been completely re- rehabilitated and they're, you know, in broadcast booths and, and things like that. What, what's your take yeah. on, on kind of the differences between you and say somebody you spar with occasionally on Twitter, Alex Rodriguez? Well, I went directly against major league baseball and Alex Rodriguez did not, even though Alex Rodriguez in a sense sued major league baseball and he was having, having these issues when they suspended him for, you know, allegedly using PDs and they gave him game suspension and a fine. So, and then he sued them in the whole aftermath. So he did have issues with Major League Baseball. But in Major League Baseball's eyes, I was a major problem because, number one, I told you, listen, history has proven this. Whether it be in, in the federal and state, if you tell the truth against a major institution, believe me, something will happen to you no matter what. And it's been proven historically, day in, day out, whether you're going against Major League Baseball, whether you're going against the, against the police department, whether you're going uh, against, against you know, a religious belief. Truthsayers, whist, whist, you know, whistleblowers are not accepted in our government, in our country. That's just the way it is. That's why you start realizing that, wow, if truthsayers are not welcome in this country, then this country must be corrupt. Institutions are probably corrupt. And you're right, they probably are, and that's the way it works. You can read more about my talk with Jose Canseco at sfchronicle.com. And a reminder, subscriptions can be found at sfchronicle.com slash pod. We'll be back with more with Jose Canseco in just a moment. Now you you were doing a little broadcasting with the A's a few years ago. You were helping out with the the studio yeah. pregame and postgame. Um, this current group of A's, which is a, it's a very strong team, considered to be a contender after back to back ninety seven win seasons. You saw a lot of these guys basically every day when you were doing the broadcasts a few years ago as young players: Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, Shamanaya, guys like that. What do, what are your impressions of the A's as they go into what you know potentially will will be a short, very short season to maybe even a, a who knows halted season yeah you know a lot of young players i think now coming into their own i think really understanding the game of baseball understanding the league and you know you might see an mvp from that team i mean chapman and mania they're extremely impressive so you might see an mvp come out of there 
I think I think eventually now they're going to come into the loan. The problem is this: if you play sixty games, okay, most of the time coming out of spring training, the first month the pitchers are ahead of schedule. The pitchers have an advantage on hitters. So what you are going to see is maybe this year, you know, if, if, you, if you put it in in, in perspectively, really thinking, you you're going to have a pitcher dominated six. What, what's it going to be now? Uh, 60 games? Yeah. You're going to see a heavily pitching-dominated season just because the hitters always have to catch up to a pitching. No, no if and buts about it. Because pitchers can throw off the mound, they can throw at home, and they're going to gain more than a hitter just taking regular BP with straight fastballs coming down the middle at 75, 80 miles per hour. No if and buts about it. So the adjustment is greater for a hitter than it is for, for a pitcher, especially early on. So this year, whoever has the strongest pitching staff is going to dominate, and then they're going to extend the playoffs, win the playoffs, and go to the World Series. So if you're a gambling man, exclude offense right now. I do not even care that the Yankees have one of the best offensive juggernauts in the world. Look for the best pitching staff to win it all. Yeah. That could be Oakland. I mean, their rotation is very strong. Their their bullpen exactly. is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, you know, I th- I kind of everything out goes out the window in sixty games. Who knows? An injury right. or two could decide essentially the whole season. Or you know what? Yes. A positive COVID test could could, you know, send a, exactly. a couple tests positive. Teams could be basically out of it. So. Yes, but if you look at everything being even, comparing apples yeah. to apples, look at the team with the best starting rotation. Yeah. Might be Oakland. That would be my favorite. Yeah, that's a that's a very good point. Um, you've been a little bit in the news. Um, people have been talking a lot about the bash because, you know, there's there's no high fiving allowed during the pandemic. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Why yeah. not? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, and in fact, just in general life, I think they're saying bump elbows. They're telling just normal people, hey, don't shake hands, bump elbows. You guys started right. that. That's what the, the bash is going to be everywhere. Yeah, I've heard that. They've called me about that. Yeah, I guess uh, the bash is back. Bump elbows. <laughs> I don't know if because it's a coronavirus issue or showing up other players or other teams. You, you think about it. Most time when you give high fives, you're wearing a batting glove. Another issue is, are they going to make these hitters change batting gloves after every at-bat, after every game? Are they going to disinfect them? I, I'm wondering what the policy is going to be for disinfecting clothing, equipment. It's going to be strange. Yeah. It's going to be very strange. They have to use – Clubhouses, yeah. Your friend of mine, Steve Usinich, says they have to order 10 times as many balls because they have to rotate the balls out more right. often. But they also can only use one set of balls every five days. They go out of the rotation. They go under ultraviolet lights. They get disinfected. Wow. And then they can yeah. come back. So they've they've had to order. They've ordered 15,000 masks. I mean, the stuff that the equipment manager has to deal with now is off the charts crazy different from usual but yeah guys are in charge of their own equipment so batters have to bring their own donut out to the batting circle and they have to pick it up and take it back so you could fly out with the bases loaded to end the inning you got to go back and pick up your donut <laughs> take it into the into the dugout so yeah it's gonna yeah. be i don't you're right about gloves i don't know what they do about gloves i don't know but it's gonna be very fun you're gonna see a different game out there no buts about it and another question the players um 
arguing with umpires. Coaches arguing with umpires. You know, because when you argue with umpires, because I've noticed these players spit on umpires, umpires spit on players, <laughs> coaches spit on umpires. I mean, it becomes crazy out there. Are they going to mandate some type of shield or mask umpires have to wear or coaches have to wear? I, I think we're going to see you know, that dress code kind of change a little bit yeah. and, and being modified just because of this COVID. If, you know, I don't think they should play this season. I, I think they're on desperation mode. Yeah. I, I think the COVID, because we made a mistake, the government made a mistake, the feds made a mistake from the very beginning, should have mandated these masks from the get-go. We wouldn't be here right now. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I This season should not happen, yeah. to be honest with you, because – now that we're noticing the count is even higher state to state that this COVID is now spreading again since they started activating certain businesses and certain casinos and certain restaurants. So it's only getting worse. Yeah, I I agree with you. I kind of like that idea about maybe a face shield for umpires, maybe catchers too. Um, That's that's actually a really good idea, but I'm with you that like the, the most safe thing they could do is just wait until next year, wait till there's a vaccine. So exactly. one thing that's going to definitely not take place this year because of all of this is uh, all the reunions that were expected for that 1990 team. Um, such a great A's team, obviously. I think uh, a little bit overlooked, um, maybe underappreciated. What are your memories from then? Well, I remember the well, 1990 team. Yeah. Well, that was part of the 1986 through 1992 when I was traded. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, that team, the Oakland A's, went from the 1985 team who no one really knew weren't really drawing fans. I remember when I came up September call up and we hardly had any fans to 86 through 92 selling out every game. This was overnight. They built this juggernaut basically with myself, McGuire coming in, you know, Steinbach and, and Walt Weiss. And then of course the addition of Stewart, Eckersley, uh, it, it, they built this juggernaut almost overnight yeah. to where we, we were contenders every single year. Uh, you know, I think we should have won more World Series. I think our lack of experience, we did kind of have a young team, didn't enable us to, to win, you know, four or five World Series in, in, in a row. But, but then again, there was a lot of tough competition out there. And, you know, I've always said this. It's not the best team that wins in a seven-game series. It's the team that plays the best in a seven-game series that actually wins. Yeah. So I, I, I think we got outplayed in a short series. But if you look at those teams that beat us, if we would have had, let's say, a 20-game series against them, we would have actually beat them the majority of time. But we did get outplayed in a very short period of, of seven games with certain teams. But I'll tell you, we had back then the most exciting team. If you really think about it, we had characters. We had power hitters. Um, we had some of the best starting pitchers. We had the best relief pitcher in baseball. We had the number one uh, you know, base stealer in the game, which is Ricky Henderson. So we had such an exciting team. Not only did we win, but, but, but I think uh, our blend of chemistry and the exciting players that we actually had that knew how to entertain the fans, it was just an amazing time. Yeah. Well, when I think about that 1990 team, I mean, I think you guys were favored, you know, especially coming off of 89. And um, then you blazed through that ALCS in four games. And I think it was a little bit of a layoff and that, you know, layoffs are tend to not be great in the postseason. But man, you guys were set up, I thought, you know, to really to take it all again. 
um, and just kind of a maybe it was just left too much out on this on the field and at the ALCS or had too much time off. Yeah, you're talking about Cincinnati Reds, correct? Yeah, Cincinnati um, Reds. Yeah, the well, four, the, uh, they swept in four games. Basically, they just outpitched us. Yeah. To be honest with you, their pitching staff was on, and I remember. And I don't like to complain about this. But I remember Rio. I remember the first step bat Ricky Henderson had, opening up that series. They called a pitch on him four to five inches outside, on a three-two count. He should have been on first. He struck out. I went, oh my god! If they're going <laughs> to give Jose Rio throws a fastball and a cutter. And I said, if they're going to give Rijo the pitch four inches outside, we are in trouble. We are in trouble. And what happened? If you look at that game, how many strikeouts were off the plate four or five inches? A lot. So we knew that that zone was expanded. We were going to have trouble. Now, Rijo's a great pitcher to begin with. Now, you give a great pitcher four or five inches outside, he's basically unhittable. So, I mean, we just ran into that juggernaut of, of pitching and it was, you know, a tight series. Then we got guys who are, I forget who it was, Hatcher, who was five for five. I mean, they were just, they were just on fire. Yeah. It, it was just, we just, everything went wrong for us and everything went right for them. Yeah. hundred percent. That was such a good team. I really do think it gets a little bit underrated. And you had, I think that was a year you also had your brother, Ozzy, playing on the team uh, at times, which much, must have been fun. You guys both had a, had a birthday the other day do you what do you guys do for your do you get together do you call did you skype what do you do when you for for twins no, basically, yeah no basically what we had here is that i had a little birthday party here at the, at the house we play a little bit of poker because we don't go out much because it's coronavirus all i really do is play golf and stay home and try to stay in shape as much as possible but that's what we did um and then my daughter was in town i got a surprise visit from her that's nice for my birthday too because my birthday of course july 2nd I got a surprise visit from her, and then she's here for the whole weekend, and we we had a great time. Oh, that's terrific. Well, a belated happy birthday from us at the San Francisco Chronicle. Always nice to catch up with you. Thanks for joining us on A's Plus, Jose Canseco. Our thanks again to Jose Canseco for joining us on A's Plus. You can follow Jose on Twitter, at Jose Canseco. Our producer today was Karen Creighton. We'll be back again later in the week with more A's Plus. Thanks for listening. A's Plus is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Support A's Plus and all of the Chronicle's journalism by signing up for a Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.